0: This is the podcast that finds the most elusive people, the everyday amazing kind that you know nothing about. I'm hunting these people down and exposing their beauty to the world. I'm Andrew Bracewell, and this is Everyday Amazing. Okay, here we go. Welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, April the 8th. uh, At this point, I'm unsure of what day we are on COVID-19 lockdown. We're somewhere between 10 and 20 days. I can't say for sure, but um, needless to say, times are different and things feel strange. And uh, if you're a regular listener of the show, we have not released episodes uh, like we usually do. We missed a regular release spot last weekend for obvious reasons. We've got some great recordings that are in the can I believe as they say in the industry Uh, but we felt it inappropriate to release those episodes that we have given the times that we're dealing with but needless to say uh, my producer uh, Justin Hawks and myself felt very strongly that we needed to do something to encourage public conversation and if for no other reason to um, have a dialogue amongst our local community of people that were living with and struggling with and and going through this experience with. So Justin and I uh, decided to get some people together that we thought would be awesome for the conversation. And that's what I've done here today. So rather than having a eloquent, well-researched interview of a human that I think is amazing, I've got three normal amazing people with me here. Um, People that I respect and admire very much, who are in my real estate family, they work in my brokerage, and I'm uh, I'm delighted and honored to have them here today as we attempt to have a conversation that I think a lot of us are having privately in our own homes and in our own brains, Uh, and we're going to try to have a this same conversation publicly in an effort to stir on more thought and maybe bring some comfort to those that think they're doing this alone and you know, the only one who's dealing with with issues that they've got going on in their head. So that's the intent. We're all sitting in isolation in our own living rooms or kitchens or wherever everyone finds themselves. And so from a technology perspective, we're also stepping out and doing some things that we haven't done before. And I've got, again, Justin Hawks to thank for that. He's a tremendous, tremendously talented and gifted human being. Uh, he's a huge part of the show and uh, I could never do it without him. And Maybe you'll even get to hear from him today because he's, he's also mic'd up. So if he can't help himself from talking, he can certainly feel free to jump in. So there we go. That's the intro. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guests who've agreed to join me today. I have Sean Webster. Sean, you want to say hi?
1: Hello there.
0: I have, I have Pratik Singh. Hey, guys. And I have Sandra Ennis.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: And so, uh, I, as I mentioned briefly, Sean and Prateek and Sandra, they all work, uh, in my brokerage, which is located throughout the lower mainland. Uh, basically all three of them are between Surrey and Langley and maybe everywhere in between. Uh, but in addition to that, they're, uh, they're three incredible people who I respect and admire. And so guys, thanks for being here. Thanks You're for having us. us. you welcome. welcome. So what I thought I would do is just, uh, I want to attempt. To have a conversation today through three lenses uh, to try to tackle this COVID nineteen thing in conversation, and so maybe what I'll do is I'll 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 lay out those lenses. Um, but then before we get into conversation, I want to ask each of you to kind of give a quick quick synopsis of who you are as a human being. You know, age. I guess we could probably figure out your genders, but feel free to share your genders. And then, um, you know, are you married, unmarried, kids, grandkids, that kind of stuff? Because I think that's important in the way we are, each one of us is dealing uh, with this situation. And I think it's, uh, it'd be good to hear because that'll give some context uh, for each of our answers. So maybe, Sean, I'll start with you. I'll let you go first and then we'll go to Pratik and Sandra after that.
1: Okay, no problem. Um, so I am a mother, a grandmother and a wife and a realtor. Uh, Have quite a spread in my family because my youngest is actually a grade 12 student this year, which that's probably the part that's breaking my heart the most through this whole thing. And then my oldest is um, a 32-year-old mother and an expectant mother, actually, who lives with her family in New Zealand. So that's kind of interesting, too, because you know, they're doing different things than we are. And, um, I had actually just been there before things got locked down. So yeah, it's been an interesting wow. few months. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you. Uh, Prateek, give us your, uh, your family situation.
3: Uh, so, so my name is Pratik. Um, I work at the Surrey office, uh, predominantly, uh, family wise, uh, it's just me and my girlfriend that we live out here in Vancouver. Um, This is this anomaly has been pretty trying uh, on both of us just because we are in a shoebox uh, situation and both working from home, uh, trying to maintain our sanities. But um, there's been a silver lining and we've learned a lot, learn a lot about each other, our communities that we live and work in. Um, There's tremendous amount of support and humans are connecting with humans like never before which is the most observant thing that, that we've encompassed. So, uh, but we're trucking along fine. We're staying pop positive and, um, you know, we're lending all the support to our families, friends, communities, uh, in and around real estate as well.
0: What about any, uh, extended, do you have any extended family in the area, mom, dad, siblings, stuff like that, Prateek?
3: Yeah. Uh, mom, dad, sister uh, who's married with kids, they're in Burb. So we're all uh, connected over Zoom, WhatsApp, fa- FaceTime. Uh, we're, fortunately, everybody's healthy um, and have the luxury to work from home. Uh, their employment has been affected, which is uh, another blessing, so to speak. Um, but, but no, we're, we're all just dealing with different things. Of course, parents being of the, uh, you know, a, a sensitive age, uh, we're always, uh, cognizant of that. So we're checking up on them, just make sure they're obviously, uh, and complying with the guidelines. I, and my dad's, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you saw him on Facebook, he's very political, so, uh, it's very entertaining for all of us. And anyway, it just keeps us going. So yeah. mm Hmm.
0: Uh, Sandra.
2: Uh, Yeah, well, I'm 55 years old. I've lived in the Lower Mainland my whole life the last about 30 years in the Fraser Valley. I've been married for 35 years. We have two older children. So our son lives in Calgary. He's moved there in the summer and our daughter is a doctor in Abbotsford. So we have um, interesting take on things from her perspective. And and I have a mom who's on her own in Vancouver, which you know, I worry about a lot because she's, you know, older, so more susceptible to things. But then also being on her own, you worry about mental state more than anything. So all of that is going on at the same time as, yep, trying to be a realtor and trying to support people in the community. And and uh, yeah, lots to lots to think about. My husband is in the education um field. He's an administrator for a school district. So he's working from home and helping all these teachers with their technology. So he hasn't left his desk for about two weeks, which is so hearing that side of things as well. So um, lots of different angles and and takes on this whole situation.
0: Hmm. I definitely want to come back to your uh, your your daughter, who's the physician. I mean, that That'll be a fascinating thing to tackle. But before we do that, I just want to set us up a little bit for where I'd like or how I'd like to frame our conversation. Um, I'd like to come at it from a few different lenses. Uh, Number one, I'd like us all to put our business caps on and talk about our experience through our businesses and what kind of impact this has had and how we're we're walking that out. Um, the second piece or the second lens I'd like us to try to speak through is how we're dealing with this psychologically and personally, and then specifically related to, you know, maybe some, some family stuff. Um, and then the third lens, which I think would be quite fun is if we imagine ourselves in the future, uh, what do we think that as a society, we're going to take away from this experience or how is this experience going to change us forever there may be things that we do from this point forward that we never did before i think that could be uh you know a valuable conversation to have too um but let's go back to the uh business side i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw it out there for you guys to jump in as you wish um but share with me um some of your business experience here in the last two weeks what are some things that you're that you're dealing with that you've uh, that you've never dealt with before? anybody feel free to chime in or, or I could pick one of you Pratik. Why don't you go first?
3: Um, You know, uh, I've, I started this year working with um, a lot of investors because their confidence was back in the market and uh, people were, you know, it it was kind of remnant of uh, 2016, 15, 16, a little bit for me anyway. Um, And uh, we had a pretty good rhythm and then the uh, news of uh, COVID-19 started breaking out and, I think um my business or my clients' almost set a rhythm that they started subscribing to that and me you know they looking at, started looking at the world markets and things of that nature um I, in fact, one of my clients uh was also a foreign buyer uh buyer himself uh from europe uh, keeping that foreign buyer's tax in mind so so my work my business uh definitely took a toll um in the last six weeks. Uh, but having said that, that, you know, I've had some uh, other clients that were also in, in the pipeline and that genuinely needed to buy and sell. So it, it kind of floated around a little bit. Uh, I had to address a lot of uh, concerns, a lot of fear uh, amongst people, and and I, you know, it, this unprecedented event, there was no statistic to compare it to. So I, 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 I've just been honest with all my clients that uh, if they've got a plan, just stick to the plan. If they feel comfortable, great. If they don't, that's perfectly fine, too. And I think it's it's just, you know, adding that human element uh, seems to work well for me. And my, my clients, that they realize that I'm not here for just a sale and get them in an uncomfortable spot. So So I think, you know, again, this is a daily learning process for me and probably all of us. Um, and, um, I'm using all the resource and tools, knowledge available to us and just putting it forward in front of them every single day. So
0: what's a conversation that you're having right now? Like a specific, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with a client and, and there's, you use the word fear, which I think is probably very appropriate. Um, what's a statement that you're hearing? Can you give us an example or two?
3: Yes. Um, the statement we're hearing is, uh, are, are we, like we as in clients, are we vulnerable to mm-hmm. uh, put ourselves out there among strangers and people who may have come in close contact with somebody who is infected? I think that seems to be the common denominator. And there's no answer because you will, one will never know what, what's about to come their way or if, whether they're buying or about to sell. I've, uh, I've been fortunate to have a couple of uh, vacant listings that, that are you know one can show with a lot more confidence. Um, at least uh, there's only one party to one side. There's no seller living in there, that is. But, but I think by and large, uh, it seems to be people are just not, my clients are just not comfortable putting themselves out there and they're all willing to uh, wait this out.
0: Sean, Pratik used the word, uh, two words, fear and vulnerable. Uh, does, does that resonate with your, and Sandra, I'll invite you in on this conversation too. Do, do those words resonate with you guys and your client experience too? Or what do you, what do you have to say about that?
1: Well, I I think I've heard a little bit of, of that for sure, but I would say that some of the fear, and it's interesting because I just heard the results of an Ipsos poll recently that said, uh, generally the general population, a lot of them are more fearful of the financial impacts of COVID-19 than they are of actually getting sick themselves I yeah. think I think a lot of us are worrying about like Sandra said like my mother's 93 next week and she just came out of the hospital and, ha- and is in quarantine now I'm worried about her you bet but am I really feeling like I'm gonna get it I feel well no I'm gonna be really careful and I'm following the rules and doing everything I can and I hope everyone else is um but I think the fear, at least that I've seen from my clients is a little bit more on the financial side. Like if, you know, should we do this now? Or we've already engaged in the process of buying or selling. We've got to see this through. But man, where is this going to leave us? You know, six months down the road, what will it look like? Well, we don't know. So, um, it, you know, I, I think there is a little fear for some of the people that are that are more um, physically vulnerable. But uh, the, some of the fear I've heard has been
0: about the financial end. Hmm. Sandra that re- that resonate with you yeah, following
2: up on that, I would almost not use the word fear as much as in terms of my clients as just caution incredible caution and I think that goes along with what Sean was saying as well in terms of certainly there's the whole health aspect to it and and luckily so far everybody I've checked in with is is all good um, but Yeah, what is this going to cost down the road in terms of, you know, the government programs that are going out, which are obviously needed. But I was just chatting with a client today and he said, I'm worried about what my income taxes are going to be, you know, in the years to follow to help pay for all of this. So caution in terms of, you know, moving forward. He's ready to make a change, but he's just holding back. So fear is in his case too strong a word, just really cautious. And people that you know need to make a move are doing so. And people I find that the industry in general is being quite respectful in terms of the way that we're handling showings and and you know really minimizing any kind of impact in terms of touching and all that kind of stuff. But just if they don't need to do anything right now, they're not, they're just being cautious and holding the line.
0: So how do you guys, if we, if you take today and then go back a month or pre COVID, so two months, however far back you want to go, what would be a difference in how you would define your role today? to your clients versus pre COVID. And, and it maybe there's no difference, but I'm just curious to think if you view your role differently today than you did.
3: Uh, yes. Um, I, I, I think, um, I've, I'm noticing again, you know, the way we're interacting, for example, I'm calling my clients that I didn't speak to and I'm just calling to check on their wellness. Uh, I've, I've got a good database of clients that are baby boomers and people who've, uh, You know, downsized in the past. You know, they're they're not going to trade real estate. I know that for a fact. So I've been calling uh, everybody, just just making sure. And and the conversations have been very different. You know, you know, I I let people talk, tell me about real estate, or talk to me about real estate if they want to. But I think this this has been a bit of a shift. Um, And and I think by and large, uh, the feedback that I get from people is very authentic they feel more connected. And, you know, the amount of gratitude that I'm getting right now is is unbelievable. So that's a feel good moment. Um, but that's just, my, I'm just speaking individually for my business. It's also, you know, a layer of my business that I tend to, which, which is just calling my clients.
0: Sean or Sandra?
1: Well, I think that uh, my role hasn't really changed too much, because I I've always seen myself more as a facilitator than a salesperson kind of thing. So, um, like critique, I think that it's relationship based for me. And so, yeah, the conversations have changed a little bit because we do have that. We're all in this together thing now, um, where before you maybe were talking when you chatted with them, you were talking a little bit more about real estate and, and that was kind of it, but I've always tried to be a little bit involved in, in my clients' lives and, and, you know, um, have have some personal interaction. So in some ways it's changed a bit, but um, you know, yeah, you do feel like you just want to chat with them. They don't it doesn't have to be about real estate for sure.
2: I agree with that as well. Um also I've always seen my role as being just an advisor in any number of areas. It seems like it goes beyond real estate and that's becoming more and more the case right now. They just kind of want to chat and talk about Things that I'm not necessarily an expert in anymore, but if I can connect them to somebody who is, um, they seem to be quite willing to reach out and just talk because everybody's sitting at home and on the phone is what they like to do right now.
0: Do any of you guys have fear of making a mistake uh, or giving advice that leads to what in retrospect could be viewed as a mistake?
1: Oh, for sure. I think because so many people are saying right now, um, you know, well, is the market going to drop? Well, none of us know what's going to happen. So, I think the biggest fear there for me is just to say, look, we don't know. There are pros and cons to acting now or waiting every time. So, that for me, that's the biggest fear. I don't want to advise anybody to jump in or not or wait because it may not be the right thing for them.
0: Go ahead, critique.
3: All right. Yeah, I, I was just going to add to what Sean just said, uh, you know, is it, the only time where I kind of find that I cannot relate anything to a past statistic. And I'm talking about a real estate statistic, uh, where, where you know, we can have um, activity from February. And generally, we have a rhythm that gets built up for coming months, and we, we can share it confidently. And, you know, there's that. But, but right now, I think it's just more more so where we just we're, we're just honest. Like I'm just very honest with people people that I I don't know what to expect. And of course I can talk about big uh, events uh, that that unfolded the economy, like nine eleven or things of that nature. But but again, uh, nobody knows the global effects because this is not local. This is global, and it's hard to quantify what will happen in the future. So so that's that's the challenge that I'm finding myself.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. So you in. You're not comfortable with if someone were to suggest, well, this is what we saw happen through the 2008 market crash or something else in another, you know, whether you want to talk about 9 11 or something in the 90s, you don't like the concept of drawing any kind of comparison because you think this is entirely different than anything else.
3: Um Yes, to a degree, for example, a month ago, um, I made a video about but this is when it was just coming to light the seriousness of this nature, and I dug up statistics and facts for two thousand three SARS event that we had, and uh, I went to the lens of discovering that canada Canada's GDP grew by over a hundred billion dollars uh, dollars that year. but fast forwarding to the present day. You know, that SARS, it seems like a minor blip in the scheme of how COVID-19 has, uh, you know, taken place. So so I think because this is such an evolving thing and daily we're seeing something new um, where we just haven't gone that far enough yet to plateau and say, OK, well, this is where we feel like it's, the numbers are retracting. We're, we're on, you know, declining uh, or we're on descent now. So we can now exude a little bit of confidence and see what, what's going to happen. So, so it's it's hard to gauge where we're at, and I find I personally find it a little challenging to compare it to a past uh, event that may have transpired. And I think the two thousand eight that subprime meltdown would have been it, 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 again. It's it's something we can compare it to. I always I always allude to the fact that we are you know, arguably the best place in the world to live in. There's a reason why we have an evergreen market and we're going to thrive in the long run. I think that's how I I summarize all of my conversations. Um, but I don't have a weight on either side. Hmm.
0: Sandra, what about, are you, does that resonate with you or what are your thoughts?
2: It does. I don't think that this slowdown or this situation compares to things that we've had in the past in terms of, other slowdowns in the economy, it just because, as you know, you've all said, it's it's more of a global situation. And even thinking in terms of travel and all of those kinds of things, like there's so much uncertainty in everybody's minds, not just their jobs or the housing market. So I do find it hard to compare to anything in the past. And yeah, as Sean said, you know, trying to tell them what they should or shouldn't do, or make any kind of projections into the future, uh, I, I just fully honest with clients and say, you know, we do not know. We've got to look at your situation individually and try to figure out the best situation for you. But projections are pretty difficult to make at this point.
0: I've I've had a few circumstances, uh, specifically in this, uh, you know, the last few weeks where uh, a client has, you know, we're, we're kicking around, you know, what's going to happen, you know, all, all that goes with it. And I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I am not afraid to look at somebody and say, I have no idea, but it's amazing to me that when you're willing to look at somebody and say, you have no idea um, how comfortable and accepting they are of that, because to pretend that we do know what's going to happen given that we've never been here before would be seen or could be seen as an obscene statement right so uh in in embracing the fact that we really don't know i think there's um there can be a significant amount of trust that's built just in that uh admission of the fact that we haven't been here i totally agree i I think so yeah point is but is it and this is this stands outside of uh, this isn't maybe even necessarily a real estate specific conversation but If what's our role, so, you know, we act as, you know, you're kind of a counselor, you're kind of a friend, you're kind of a therapist, you're obviously a professional, you're relied upon for, you know, some level of expertise and advice and knowledge. How do you view your roles in terms of if we talk about a neutral, positive or negative? Imagine a sliding scale. Do you have a bias that says, well, I need to lean more positive or try to be neutral or lean more you could call it realist or negative um each of you maybe speak to that if you have any thoughts on that
1: well i think i think we all need to try to stay positive for sure um but whether we try to convince people that things are all you know everything's going to be fine I, I mean i think we're all trying to say that but in a financial sense. Again, if you go back to the financial side, you know, you don't want to be held to that down the road if things are crazy, right? Um I think that probably the rest of you would agree that the way this year has started and our shortage of inventory and all those things, like pratika said, where we live. I have a feeling when we get through this, it's going to come back stronger than ever. And I mm-hmm. have said that, but I've said, this is this is what we're feeling. Again, how can we? you know, predict and be completely assure people.
2: I think it's important to find positives and be realistic at the same time, if that's possible. And I think basically echoing what Sean said that, um, yeah, we need to try to be positive. We know we're going to come out of this on the other side, one way or the other, and, and we will adapt as the situation arises. I also think that when we do come out on the other side of this, we will be fairly busy around here. Again, just just a feeling. It's what other professionals in the business are feeling as well. But it's not something that I, I would promise or guarantee or, you know, anything like that to anybody I'm talking to. But I think in general, we need to try to be positive in life or it can be pretty it could be hard to get up the next morning, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. 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 No, I completely agree. I think, um, I agree with both of you. We, we, uh, staying positive as, as hard as it is right now, considering what's going on when you, you know, detach yourself from see see the outside world and and see what, what, what else is happening. But I do firmly believe that once this starts to retract a little bit, it doesn't have to go away completely. uh, But once the numbers start going down, I think the buyers, everybody is going to start feeling more comfortable talking openly about real estate. I mean, real estate... To me, right now, by no means is an afterthought. People are still calling. People were still transacting. Where we're still conversing. It's it's not about. And I know that these are the people that they want to be able to do something. They genuinely are willing to. But there is resistance because that they're putting their health or or like their job security, you know, ahead uh, of of these these uh, anomalies. Um, so, so I, I do think the market's going to speak for itself. There's going to be a shortage of supply, uh, compared to demand. It's coming. I, I feel that it's coming. uh, conversations are, at least with my clients, it's not about prices going down potentially, not, 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 not of that nature. Um, I think it's just about when can we get comfortable transacting like we used to. I think that's what this I'm experiencing.
0: Okay. I want to spend a few minutes on, uh, we did the, we did the business lens. Uh, I want to spend a few minutes on, uh, psychological and personal effects that we're all, uh, experiencing through this. Um, so I, I, would think I would just not even going to ask a question. I'm just going to open it up and maybe I'll ask Prateek you to start. Uh, what are some, what are some things that you're, you've gone through here? psychologically in the last two weeks, uh, that you either have never experienced or rarely experience?
3: Um, I think the biggest thing, um, as a small business owner has been, um, how do I say it? Like it's been trying to predict and be vulnerable at the same time as, as you know, you know, when, when, when is this going to come to an end? Um, I advocate a lot of their small businesses, uh, brick and mortar businesses, and you know people who had it so bad. Um, I've come to know, through living in this community, there have been so many mom and pop shops, coffee shops, and restaurants that, that were on the verge of opening, let alone running a successful business, who spent hundreds of thousands, of, and in some cases, seven figures in leasehold improvements. Uh, you know, all of a sudden to have all those things taken away from them, you know, uh, I, in that situation and being an entrepreneur, uh, I've had a direct impact, psychologically speaking. Uh, mm-hmm. So trying to, you know, I've reached out through social media and Instagram, people that I have absolutely no affiliation with, I've never met with them, but I've just searched their businesses and just sent them a private message about hanging in there where we're in this together um some people who don't have privacy settings have checked those messages and responded very positively uh i'm making a video about this uh tomorrow and just about you know advocating for small businesses i think i think we, we all need to support each other in some shape or form and it's it's not for you know anything to to gain from it down the road but it's just that i i think that if there's one connection we need to make is a human connection. And I think we can leverage our businesses because, because we share a common path and ground. And I think that's something that I want to do and just provide some support psychologically while I can feed some of the energy off and, and help myself in the process.
0: So I have found myself in this time going into a space mentally or whatever you want to call it, mentally, psychologically, I have found myself to be in a space that I feel like I've never been in before. Does that, can any any of Mm -hmm. you resonate with that? Does that make sense to anyone? Absolutely. Mm
2: -hmm. I think so. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So what are, what are some, give me the high level, what are some thoughts that you have or however that plays out in your brain? What are, what are the thoughts or feelings that you're having?
2: I think for me, it's the, a lot of the things that we used to do, were not able to do on a regular basis. So even things like, you know, the fitness studio that I go to a few times a week, that's closed down. So you're trying to, mm. we make do and we do it at home and that kind of thing. Or you would meet a client or a friend for coffee or just all of those things that we're not able to do the way we used to. And yes, we're learning new ways to do it. So there's the positive that comes out of it, but it gets you out of your rhythm, if you will. And you just, it just doesn't feel like life is normal. And then that resonates through. And then, you know, my business isn't normal the way it was a few months ago. And so everything just feels a little off and it can kind of go in waves. And some days I feel like, yeah, you know what? Hey, I'm learning how to do this. It's a good chance to do this. And other days um, it it hits you in a different way. And, and it just you feel off. And I, I'm assuming I'm hoping that lots
1: of people feel that way right now.
0: What about you, Sean?
1: Well, I think, uh, I think my I don't know, it's been very interesting for me, because I think I felt quite a bit of panic at the beginning. Um, you know, just worried about what was coming. My husband and I are both self-employed. And honestly, he's, his business has struggled over the last year or two. So we've had some financial things that have not been particularly easy. Um, and so when this started, I thought, oh, great, here we go. Um, but I was also worried about my kids. Um, one son was at university in Alberta, and then we ended up having to get him home. And uh, as I said, my other son, he's in grade 12. Well, he's kids that age are missing all kinds of, you know, life moments that Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't really get back. Right. So I've been very concerned about everybody else, but it's funny because I find now that both sons are home. They're actually both working at a grocery store in our neighborhood. So they're out there every day, but everybody's being careful. And I feel like this last week and a half, we've kind of come into this rhythm that actually feels very comfortable. I feel, I don't know, it's maybe because we're all together more. Um, everybody's kind of doing their own things, So we're not like at each other's throats. But um, I, I've felt okay with being able to still do some business carefully with people. And there's a certain sense of calm that has kind of hit me um, because I guess, I've really felt like we're all in this together. Like literally, globally, we're all in this together. And frankly, I'm counting my blessings like I never
0: have. Anybody else got anything to add on that?
3: Yeah, I think uh, I think you you guys both make a very very good point. And I think uh, like like what Sean just said at the end, we're in this gl- globally. Anytime I feel like I'm struggling, you know, I, I think about I'm not the only one. There there are a lot of people who are, you know, like I said, the layoffs are in droves and uh, my my clients have been laid off. I, I I know that information as well. So I think just just this is a, such an unknown factor. And that kind of, again, attributes the fact that that I don't I can't advise my clients about real estate because this I cannot, you know, use this anomaly as a past incident to say, OK, well, we can expect such and such. All I know is what's happening in the present day, and which, which unfortunately is is not not some great news. So psychologically, it, it's challenging. It's challenging to just to overcome things day to day. At the end of the day, I, I look at the news around five, six o'clock to see what our numbers are on day to day basis. I would love for this to to flatten out a little bit. Um, but it's just the anticipation and how we get there, and how long it's going to take to get there. I think that's the hardest thing right now for me to deal with.
0: Hey, quick side note: Does everybody love Bonnie Henry as much as I do? Yes,
3: yes, uh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> she is so incredible. Like her calm demeanor, the way she she speaks factually with data. Uh, I, I find her so refreshing in comparison to some of the other people that we have to listen to every day.
1: I loved her explaining why her hair was newly done yesterday.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, said man. something along the lines of my stylist is going to be upset because I tinkered or something like that. Yeah. Isn't, wasn't that?
1: Yeah. She did it awesome. herself. It looked fine, but she did it herself.
0: That's so good. Um, Hey Sandra, I want to, yeah. I want to hear you talk about Your, uh, your daughter who's a physician that, that to me is, um, that's a rabbit trail worth going down. So fill us in on what's going on there.
2: Yeah. So she's, um, actually finishing off her residency uh, in family medicine and had, you have to do various things in different areas to finish off your residency. And then interestingly have a big exam in April, which has all been postponed, um, So for a number of weeks, she has been working. um, It's called telehealth where because people still need to see the doctor for reasons than other than just the virus. So she's been dealing with phone calls and video calls with patients, um, which is, you know, some of them get pretty emotional because people don't know what's wrong with them. Right. And, you know, everybody's Worried about everything, so mentally, I know that was uh, pretty challenging for her and for her colleagues. Um, but then the next thing that haps, is starting to happen next week is she uh, is assigned to the ICU unit in the hospital. So as a mm. mother, that uh, certainly causes me some some stress. Um, but just knowing her and her colleagues, and of course she has connections everywhere, and just knowing what they're all going through. And not just in hospitals, but, you know, the care workers and everything, we seem to have here different connections. And it's, you know, we think we have it tough. Oh, my goodness. It's it's amazing. And it's very challenging um, for these people on the front lines or even the, the line back from the front lines. It's It's a lot for them to deal with. Yeah.
0: So what is she... I was like as her mother I I can understand your your ang- your anxiety. Yeah. But is she share that or is is this like is this what she wanted to do and she's pumped to be in ICU? How does she, she feel?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting question and I asked that of her as well. She is very happy to be going where she's needed. I I mean she does see this as I mean this is who she is and she wants to be needed. But she also is preparing and expecting that it will be emotionally challenging and you know psyching yourself up for that and not that they haven't experienced you know in their years of getting ready for all of this they certainly um, are faced with lots of challenging things but this is different right like most people here have not had to deal with something like this so Yeah, there's anxiety. And she's anxious for society. Like she's very, she really comes down hard on us on the social distancing thing. (laughs) Like it's, she wants, she's like Dr. Bonnie Henry, you know, like she really feels that we need to do that. So she gets anxious when she sees it not happening. So that's another anxiety, I think, of people in the health profession
0: you mean you mean the idiots at the parks and beaches that all yeah. need to be beaten with a stick? Is that yeah. is that's what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. she was here, if she was here in this call, <laughs> what what would what what's her what's her messaging to you? What is she saying right
2: now? Uh, well, toe the line, one hundred percent. Like, do not go out if you don't need to go out, and and take care of each other, and and we're not through it yet. We're not through it yet.
0: Yeah, the worst, the worst spike uh, in terms of uh, numbers. We're actually about to go into it. I think the next two, two or three weeks are supposed to be the worst weeks.
2: That seems to be what maybe is being thought of.
0: Yeah, Hmm. I had um, a situation I found myself in is that so I've. Is anybody else in this convo have kids at home or no? None of you guys got kids at home anymore, do you?
1: Well, my kids are at home, but but they're seventeen and nineteen.
0: Right. Okay. So maybe it's, well, maybe it is similar. Who knows? I'm dealing with a 13, 10, and and eight year old in my house. And so, just practically speaking, getting space to work has not been easy. So, I'm actually currently right now, I've taken over my son's bedroom uh, because the office in our home is in too central of a location for noise. And so, I've taken over my son's bedroom and I have an office set up in here just because it's a little bit more away. But the point of the story is, is that the the challenge I'm dealing with is that if I'm physically present, then there's a subconscious expectation on my kids that dad should be available, uh, which makes sense because they can see me. Uh, but I, I have struggled with that and that in and of itself has created some whatever, just personal challenges within the family conflict has arisen out of it because I still have a lot of work to do. Um, And this isn't going to be changing anytime soon. So boundaries have been drawn and, and debates have been had and feelings have been hurt and apologies have been given because of, you know, I've, I've, I've not dealt with this perfectly. And even as recently as last night, I'm sitting down with my three kids that are across from me in our kitchen table Island. And I'm looking at them all. And I said, guys, I'm, I'm doing my best and I'm going to screw up. And I don't know what else to tell you other than that. I'm trying. And, um, it's, it's, it's been very, yeah, it's, it's been some, there's been some very real moments in our household as a result of it.
1: I've heard that quite a lot actually from other families. Um, I, I guess I'm fortunate that my boys are old enough they They go off and do their own thing. And that's that my dog, however, is scratching at the door to get into my office right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had, I don't know if you guys heard it, but I had one of my kids about 10 minutes ago, Justin will confirm whether or not he heard it, but I had one of my kids literally bang the door, the the doorbell for about 20 seconds, just probably because they felt like it. And so that was just, that was just going on repeatedly, whatever. It's part of part of the new way of life. Okay. So fun question. I want to swing into here. Uh, I'm wondering, I've thought about this, so I'll put it to you guys. What are we going to do differently from now on? Or how is this going to change us forever, this experience? And I'll I'll liken it. I'm not trying to compare directly to this. So, you know, I I don't want anyone to get, you know, offended that I'm making this comparison. But if we go back to 9-11 and remember airport travel pre-9-11 versus post-9-11. And security and border crossing in general, it's never been the same again. And you feel, I remember going to the airport pre-9-11, it was like a holiday. It doesn't feel like a holiday anymore. Um, wh- what do you think comes out of this experience and, and what changes forever? Any of you, go ahead.
1: <laughs> We're both going to go ahead, Prateek. I, I was just going to say that I think people may be a little more cognizant of personal space, Um, which could change, especially for those that might commute by transit and that kind of thing. I think it's, you're going to have people feeling quite wary um, and maybe, and maybe some new rules in society will come down because of that. And maybe more workspaces will say, yeah, you can stay home three days a week or, you know, I mean, obviously the technology is there. So maybe that whole idea will really spread and grow.
3: I, I I agree. I, I was just going to say, say the same thing. I think as society, uh, I, I think handshakes are probably going to look a lot differently too. Uh, mm. I, I I don't expect people to get comfortable. I think there there's a going to be a lot of um, trust between humans about you know spreading infections and 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 all, all all things of that nature. And and I think from office point of view, I I, I would imagine that a lot of corporations are having a great amount of success running their businesses successfully through um people and employees working from home that i think i personally feel is going to have a profound impact on commercial real estate um especially where leases are you know inflated through the roof and you know say downtown vancouver and things of that nature um Yeah, I I don't see that that's going to be diminished uh, completely. But I I do agree that people will have a lot more flexibility and autonomy to work from home, so long as their projects or whatever are is completed. Um, I, I, you know, I but but it's it'll be interesting to see what else changes in society as a whole. Um, I hope that people are comfortable staying within six feet of each other, you know, are are people going to have a little bit of a distancing issue in restaurants and cafes and lineups? Uh, I hope not, (laughs) but, but uh, it's hard. Like, like, you know, we're, we're walking when I walk my dog, of course we are under strict guidelines, but I think not anytime close, but you can see somebody from a block away, like a Vancouver block away, you know, people start shifting directions. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, it's a courtesy. I, I hope it doesn't go too far. That's, that's my only thinking.
2: I think, you know, in the short term anyways, I think there'll be big impacts on travel. I think people will be wary to travel will be sticking closer to home. That I'm sure will ease off over time. And I also wonder if it will, if people will be wanting to do things to make themselves even more comfortable within their own homes. Um, whether that means a change in their home, but you know, sort of learning to love the space that that they have and appreciating that. I also hope, and and I think it will happen that we will maybe be more supportive of some of the smaller businesses in our community because I think we are seeing through this that they're the ones that are really getting hit. And I know just in chatting with, you know, people in my frame of reference, we can't wait till we can get out and go to our local coffee shop again and and browse the local bookstore and, you know, some of those kinds of things. So I, I'm wondering if there will be... Um, A stronger sort of community focus that we see in the in the future, perhaps, will come out of this.
0: I have a really depressing view of what you just brought up, Sandra. I I have and it's just I guess it's just a lack of faith in that right now everybody's rallying around the small businesses. And I get it. It, Obviously, we're in the middle of the pandemic, right? But I have this feeling that you know, six months down the road, when a person has the ability to buy the dollar fifteen Starbucks or, or sorry, dollar fifteen coffee, uh, for wherever, or the three dollar coffee that you might pay at the local place, uh, their their inbuilt, ingrained tendencies to make decisions based on price only are going to take over. And this is going to be a distant memory and we're going to be right back where we were. Is that, am I an, am I an ass for thinking that way? Or is that maybe I'm, I don't know. I, I, I have, I, that's the thought that's rolled around in my head. I think right now it's like super cool to be publicly vocal about rallying behind people, but I'd like to retake this measure when this is gone and see how many people are actually putting their money where their mouth is, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: I think that you may be onto something there, unfortunately.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Sorry.
0: I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but that's <laughs> no. just, I, 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 I fear that that's, that, that that's the case.
1: There is one other thing that I think um, may change a little bit for certain generations. Uh, one of the discussions that, that has been in my home and with a couple of my friends from a distance is that, um, if you're my age, you remember going through times where you couldn't get a job. I remember coming home from university in 1981, and my brother had just finished his degree, and there were no jobs. You couldn't get a part-time job. Well, my daughter, who will be 33 this year, and my two sons have never had a problem finding a job. There are jobs everywhere for young people with you know, any kind of um, skill and even no skill, right? So it, this summer could be a real change for students because a lot of university and high school students may not be able to get the job they need to go back. And um, that, that'll that be something new for them. They may not take it for granted quite the same way that um, their generations have, because it'll be the first time they'll have ever experienced that.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, grocery stores and and anybody in the food supply chain- they're, they're, they're desperate for workers right now, uh, because of the increase in increase in business. And then because some of their workers are off sick, uh, off sick currently.
1: Yeah. And like mm-hmm. I said, both my boys are working at a grocery store, so they're fine. But, um, but my son who came back from university, this is not what he had in mind. Like, he's like, I'm done with retail. I'm, you know, I'm looking for this or that or the next thing. It's like, uh, you better take this cause that could be it.
0: So how is this experience going to stay with us then psychologically? Like there's been some talk about, um, you know, you might see an uptick in divorces because people are, you know, (laughs) forced into a confined space together for a period of time. Uh, you've got the chatter about there's going to be a baby boom in nine months because I guess the people who aren't hating each other are having more sex. Who knows if that's, if that's a real thing. Um, (laughs) but, but what about like, what comes away from this? I, I have a thought that like, particularly my kids might actually come away with a psychological, I don't want to say scar. That sounds so harsh, but experiences leave a mark on us, right? Whether they be good or positive. And I feel like we all might come away with a mark. And I'm, I'm wondering if you guys, you know, feel that at all, or, or if you have any thoughts on that.
1: Well, I think it's a good mark, maybe, maybe to be a gain to count our blessings right and realize that all those things we thought we had to have in our day to day really aren't as necessary as we thought
2: i yeah. agree i think we'll all remember it and remember it in our own ways but um yeah i think we'll remember it and carry with it whatever that meant for us whether it meant we didn't work or whether it meant we were you know taking care of somebody and all those past experiences Shape your future.
3: Absolutely, I I think uh, remembering is certainly um, the key. But but how we can learn from this? Um, And and you know you know I I think any scientist or doctor uh, who've been um, I've watched so many TED talks about this. They've all um, alluded to the fact that this won't be the last pandemic. You know that there's there's going to be other anomalies uh, that are going to keep coming just the way our planet is shaping up to be. So I, you know, it's hard to (laughs) sound so negative, but, but, you know, the unfortunate thing is that this is going to stick and, and, uh, and stick in our minds. And I just hope we can learn from it as society, as people, you know, uh, grow richer and within our, you know, values and, and just, just be respectful of our planet. And and hopefully, like I said, there, there's a lot more to it than uh, what we're experiencing. There's 7 billion people on planet. Anyway, I'm going to ramble about that, but, but I, I think there's go- this, is, this one's going to stay uh, in, in our hearts.
0: Hey, for the record, Pratik, we don't have to get into it now, but I'm completely tracking with you. So long as our population continues to rise, we're going to keep having issues with viruses. That's just the way it's yeah. going to be.
3: Yeah. And our practices. Absolutely.
0: Hey, you guys have been uh, very generous with your time. I'm, I'm not quite ready to let you go yet. Just before we, uh, before we wrap up, I, I thought we could play a a, f- a fun little game. And the, the game is very simple. If the moment our social distancing restrictions open up, what is the first thing that each one of you are going to take advantage of that you haven't been able to do for some time?
1: Get my hair done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nails and hair would be good. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and give my kids a hug, give my mom a hug. Be mm-hmm. nice to see them in person.
3: What about you Pratik? Did you know I'm so embarrassed, man. Can can I re- repeat the question again? <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Are you Are you doing something? You're you're totally no. what are you multitasking on right now? You're you're no. not paying attention. S-
3: some moron sent me a Scotia Bank ma- I'm sorry, never mind.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat the question for you. We're not gonna <laughs> make you name the moron from Scotiabank. Uh, <laughs> okay. What is so the first thing when our social distancing gets lifted? What's the first thing you'd be looking forward to the most doing?
3: Donuts, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Donuts, (laughs) really? No, I'm not kidding you. I am surrounded by two fantastic, like uh, world class, crafted donuts around where I live, and they've been. What What are they called? One's called Cardam's Cardam's Donuts. The other one's called Lee's. Lee's has been on Granville Island, but they're just opening up. Uh, actually, they open up today just for takeout, curbside, whatever. So I'm going to trek after our conference and go, go down and get some. But craft breweries, donuts, and coffee shops, I live for those three three uh, things in my life. And, and I can't wait to just, just get, get back at it and, and just belly up, if, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But I would love to. I'm missing that a lot. Sorry, and then of course I uh, sing my family members. Yes, don't forget.
0: Well, that. yeah, don't, you know what? You can't slide. You can't slide that in at the end and try to save it. <laughs> yeah, you know. We 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 basically we sum it up. We've got nails, hair, donuts, and beer. That's that, that's that, that was that was the sum total of the things that were uh, that so, were missing. Anymore. So
1: and, after sounding like we were such deep thinkers, in the end, we're pathetic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Well, I'll take I'll take the cake. I'll take the yeah. cake. Yeah.
0: You're all <laughs> gonna go right back to buying your cheap McDonald's coffee and you don't give a rip you don't give a rip about the local uh the local owner.
3: Yeah, nah, nah.
0: Well, hey, uh we're gonna cap it there. I just wanna say to each of you, uh thank you so much again for um for taking the time and having the conversation and speaking personally about your lives, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I think that, uh, others are going to enjoy the fact that they get to hear you share, uh, about your own experiences. Cause I, I have a feeling as we're all isolated, we in fact are all isolated in that we can feel alone and like we're experiencing something all by ourselves, but we aren't, we're all actually experiencing this together. Uh, even though physically we're not, together so I I, my hope is that people enjoy this and they benefit from it and I have you guys to thank so thanks very much for being here thanks
2: thanks for having us thank you
0: all right have a good one we'll see you soon this is not where we intended to be that is a statement that is true for the majority of planet earth right now and is certainly true for any Canadian citizen In addition to being a deadly pandemic that'll take many lives, COVID-19 has upended our comfortable patterns that we relied on for normalcy and consistency. The silver lining thus far, as Sean, Sandra, and Pratik pointed out, is that human beings have rallied together like most of us have never seen. Physically, we are apart, yet spiritually and emotionally, we have never been closer and more unified. For more information on the podcast or any of our guests and how to reach them, please do check out our show notes. As you heard, Sandra, Sean, and Pratik are everyday amazing kind of people, and they're definitely worth talking to and spending time with. And if you enjoy what we're doing here, you can find us on the gram, Twitter, or Facebook and online at everydayamazingpodcast.com. Thanks for being with us and stay safe.